I want to read scripture from Isaiah chapter 53, verse 5. If you have your Bibles, if you want to look at that with me, it'd be great and great to just have them open um, for when our brother comes and shares the word as well. Isaiah 53, 5 is just such a great promise. It says, but he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace, and with his wounds we are healed. I just pray that during this Easter season, that if you're looking for healing, whether it's spirit or in your soul, that God would touch you, or even in your body, we have a wonderful promise here in Isaiah 53, 5, and with his wounds we are healed. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you for just the healing, even the healing that Nick just talked about, Lord, of bringing our churches together. We thank you, Lord, for what you did for us on the cross. We thank you that you took our, our pain. You took our, Lord, you took our sin. And Lord, you brought healing, and we celebrate that healing, that resurrected hope, Lord, um, this season. And I just pray, Father, that there would, if there's any individuals, Lord, that are here or watching online right now in need of healing, whether it's spirit, soul, or body, Father, that they would meet you, the resurrected Christ, this Easter season and receive you into their life. And Lord, that you would touch them in that area where they need wholeness. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Oh, can I hear you here? Say amen. Amen. Uh-huh. You know, uh, this mice, my wife always make fun of me because he says that I have a very tiny ears. So anytime I have to use this kind of mice, she tells me, you need to tip it. <laughs> I didn't say that so that you can look at my ear. <laughs> All right. I want to thank the Lord for today, uh, and I want to thank the leadership of our High, High Point Church for giving me the opportunity to share with you this evening. It's a good Friday, amen. There's one thing that separates us from any other religion or whatever it is, because I believe that Christianity is not just a religion, but it's a way of life. And so I know that what separates me from any other person is that Jesus Christ died on the cross for me. And for that reason, I have the opportunity to know who I am, and that when I'm asked, do you know and believe in heaven, I can say that, yes, I can go to heaven, because there's a, someone who died on the cross for my life. Amen. And so this hour, I'm very glad that I have that opportunity to share uh, the word of the Lord and Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world, with you. Today, I come with my wife and the family, and so uh, my wife, Joanna, and uh, everyone out here, so I just want to say hello to every one of you. I'm going to try to speak slow so that uh, you can understand me because Mike always says sometimes you will talk and I probably will not hear all of them. So today I pray that we will not have that. Shall we pray? Father, we want to thank you. Indeed, you are the resurrection and the life. Today we are here because of you. So we give, you the great, we give you all the praise and adoration for giving us the opportunity to be called the sons of God. We ask that, Lord, your word will come and let that word that brings light, let it come unhindered. We give you praise as I hide myself behind the cross. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. All right. So I want us to go straight into the scriptures. Uh, I want to read from... Uh, 
the Apostle John chapter 19, verse 16 to 22. And that it says, finally, Pilate handed him over to them to be crucified. So the soldiers took charge of Jesus, carrying his own cross. He went out to the place of the skull, which in Aramea is called Golgotha. There they crucified him, and with him two others, one on each side, and Jesus in the middle. Pilate, and, Pilate had a notice prepared and fastened to the cross. It reads, Jesus of Nazareth, the king of the Jews. Many of the Jews read this sign, for the place where Jesus was crucified was near the city. And the sign was written in Aramean, Latin, and Greek. The chief priest of the Jews protested to Pilate, do not write the king of the Jews, but that this man claimed to be king of the Jews. Pilate answered, what I have written, I have written. Today, what is written about Jesus is written. Amen. And nobody can change it. Amen. It is indeed written that he is the king of the Jews. Amen. But today, he is not only the king of the Jews because he is the king of the world. Amen. What is written is written Amen. because he is not only Jesus, but he is the savior of the world. Amen. It is written that he is the only begotten son. He is the savior. He is our great physician. He's the author and the finisher of our faith. It is written, and nothing can change it. This afternoon or this evening, I want to talk about looking unto Jesus at the cross. When Jesus Christ was being about to be crucified, you, we know the story of the passion when he was beaten, he was tortured. He went through so much pain because of you and I. That is a story that if you want to start, we will not even know when to finish it. But before this could happen, they needed Rome to approve of the death of Jesus. So they were tossing Jesus back and forth from Herod to Pilate. But at a point, Jesus Christ, Bible says that they, went, they took him to Herod so that they can, in, they can question him, but Jesus will not speak. So he said, well, if he's not talking, then take him back to Pilate because I don't want to be responsible for something that I, you know, something like this. So they took him back to Pilate. And the Bible says that Pilate, even though knew that Jesus had done nothing wrong, but there was a voice that was speaking. And because of that voice, Pilate had to hand Jesus Christ to be crucified. Therefore, tonight, I want to really focus on Jesus Christ and the cross. When it was written, Bible says Jesus Christ was then crucified on that night. When he was crucified, Pilate wrote a sign and put it on the cross. That night, there were three crosses on Golgotha, or the place of skull. There were three crosses. 
The Bible says, curse is who, is that, who died on the cross. So in an essence, there was nothing really good about dying on the cross. But that night, there was a difference. Something happened that night. Among the three crosses, there were one of them that stood up. Because on that particular cross, there was a sign that Pilate has even known. It has actually been revealed, or whichever way it is, already testifying about the might and the power of Jesus Christ. He probably didn't even know what he was doing. But the Spirit of the Lord was at work at that moment. Because everywhere Jesus Christ goes, nothing can change who he is. He didn't know. So why would say that the priests, the, those who have actually were supposed to be with Jesus, they were supposed to even understand what he was doing. They said, no, this particular time, this thing that you have written out there, it is on the mountain, it is facing the city. So everyone who is passing by is reading that you are saying that he is a king of the Jews. Pilate was already testifying about the kingdom of God. At that night on that cross, Jesus Christ was proving again that he was exceptional. He was not just any ordinary person, but he was the savior of the world. And the cross was speaking at that moment. This afternoon, I just want to ask, people were looking at the cross by passing by, and they were reading a sign that says that Jesus is king of Jews. So I want to also ask you this question. If you look at the cross, what do you see? What do you see when we talk about the cross? What is the first thing that comes into your mind? Because someone is looking at the cross and he's seeing Jesus on it. Someone is looking at the cross of Jesus and he's seeing that he's the savior of the world. It is written out there. It is written. It is confirmed everywhere that indeed he's different than the other two that are hanging on the cross. So now when I look at the cross, I see Jesus. When I look at the cross, I see Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. In Hebrews chapter 9, it says that, but we do see Jesus, who was made lower than the angels. Tonight, if you look at the cross, I want you to see Jesus. I want you to see the author and the finisher of your faith. I want you to see the king of kings. If you see Jesus, I want you to see the Messiah. Because on that night, there was one person who is also on the cross. And that night, he received salvation because he was by the cross of Jesus. When I see the cross, I see Jesus. And I just don't see him as someone who has been nailed. But I see salvation coming onto the world. I see someone who has given his life. Who had the power to say no. But he still said yes because of me. I see Jesus who left everything so that he can die for my sins. When I look at the cross, he's the one I see. The second thing I want to talk about when I look at the cross. If I look at the cross, I see Christ's suffering and the sacrifice he gave unto me. 
The prophet Isaiah had already prophesied about it that he was despised and rejected by my kind. He gave himself as a ransom, a sacrifice for me. That's always a question I ask myself. If not because of Jesus and the cross, where will I have been? I don't know about you. But probably I'll be dead by now. I will have been one of the people without hope. Because salvation is not about money. Salvation is not about the family that you come from. It's not about the family tree. It's not about the name. It's not about the business. But salvation is about the blood of Jesus. So I ask myself, if it is not Jesus, where will someone like me be? I want you to ask yourself that same question, if it's not Jesus. Maybe you have been languishing in jail. Something probably would have been happening. Maybe you wouldn't even have a name. You have probably been rejected by your own family, if not because of Jesus on the cross. So when I look at the cross, I see the suffering that I was supposed to go through. I see the rejection that I was supposed to go through. But Jesus Christ carrying it on the cross because he loved me. Tonight, he is on the cross or he went to the cross because he loved you. He took your pain away and gave you hope. He took your shame so that you will be loved. He took everything away and went to the cross. He actually suffered and sacrificed because of you and I. You know, the Apostle Peter says something that was very interesting. He said, in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24, it was Christ who willingly went to the cross, and it was our sins that actually took him there. That's what uh, the, uh, Frank Graham said. But in 1 Peter, he says this, he himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sin and live for righteousness. When I see the cross, I see my sins. So Franklin Graham said it. He says that Christ, he went there willingly. But it was our sin that took him there. Tonight, when you look at the cross, see your sins hanging out there. I was looking at something on, uh, there was this YouTube and this social media, and they were talking about how bull sacrifice was made. Every family in those days before Jesus, at a certain time we need to purify our families, purify our sins, purify everything. You need to be, come from a particular home based on the family you come from. It's what kind of animals you can just use. How many times will you have been able to sacrifice animals for your sins? But tonight, the Lord Jesus bore our sins on the cross so that you become holy. He took our sins away so you will become righteous. He took our sins away on the cross so that you and I can be called the sons of God.
He took our sins away so you and I can be called Christians. We can walk around with our shoulder up and smile and know that even though when we walk through the valleys of the shadows of death, we will fear no evil because we know Jesus has taken our sins away. When I look at the cross of Jesus, I see my sins. In John chapter 3, Verse 16, a very familiar scripture that every child can read. It says, for God so loved the world that he gave. He gave his only begotten son that whosoever believed him will not perish. And then he said this. So when I see the cross of Jesus, what I see is that I see the love of God. I see God's love. How many of us can just die for our own child? The prophet Isaiah said that can a mother forget his own unborn baby or the one that actually is being breastfeeding? And then he said, yeah, even if they do, I, the Lord, I will not forget you. Because your name are engrafted on my arms. It means our, name has, our names are like a tattoo in the arms of the Lord. For God so loved me so much. So when I see Jesus and I see the cross, all I see is that I see the love of God upon my life. You know, we, we love so much. We love because Jesus loves us. I believe very well that every man out here, if there's something that should happen, it's happening in your family. You want to be the watchdog. You want to be the watchman. You want to protect. Every woman is looking for security before they get into marriage. But I can tell you one thing. The security that you can provide the love that you claim to have is nothing compared to the love of Jesus. So when I see the cross, I see God's love. I see the love that actually I did not pay for. I see the love that I cannot pay for. I see the love that I did not work for. I see the love that was given to me free. I see the love that the Lord has given to me that even when yet I am a sinner, he still came to die for my sin. So when I see the cross, I see the love of Christ. I see someone who loved me so much. I see someone who cares about me. I see someone who cares about my family. I see someone that cares and love no matter how I fall seven times, he still pick me up, clean me up and say, I love you, get up because I am still with you. We get tired so easily, even with our own children. But tonight we have a Jesus Christ, and because of that cross, that no matter how many times we offend him, no matter how we sin, no matter how we go out straight, he says, stretch forth his hand. So he told Abraham, he said, hey, Abraham, I have called you by your name. I've told you that I'll bless you. Walk before me and be blameless because I'm a faithful God. Anytime Abraham walk away, God still will stretch forth his hand and bring him back. Every day we walk away by the mercies and the grace of Jesus. The cross that speaks for us, it brings us back. When I see the cross, I see God's love. When I see the cross, I see our salvation. I see salvation. I see grace. I see forgiveness. Apostle Paul said that since we have now been justified by his blood, 
Who are you to be justified if it is not the blood? But since we have been justified by the blood, how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through him? Since you have been justified, it is the blood of Jesus that has justified you. I always say this. Last Sunday I was sharing this and I said, when you are looking for an apartment, just a studio, and you apply for the apartment, whatever, they send you this whole list, and you go through it. But there's something they call background check. And then they will look at your background from the time you left your mother's house. And then they will find out all the criminal things you've done. Background check is not about how good you are. It's they want to know how bad you are. And they will go through the background check. And they see that you missed some payment of your rent some long time ago. Something happened. They will come to you and tell you that indeed, you are a handsome man. You are a good man. You are a beautiful woman. But I'm sorry, you cannot qualify for this. Because we checked your background. And your background was not good. But tonight, our salvation, Jesus, who doesn't check your background? Who actually look at the background and the ones that actually are terrible and bad, that's the one he loves. He's the one who loves you just because you, are, you have been rejected. He don't use your background against you. He's not worried about that. He said, come to me because it is because of your background. That's why I came to the cross for you. Tonight, when I look at Jesus, I see my salvation. I see that my salvation is sure. I know that no matter what and where I am coming from, the blood of Jesus has made me whole. I know that it doesn't matter where I am coming from. It doesn't matter how many times I've fallen. It doesn't matter how many mistakes I've made. I know the background that I'm coming from, whether I come from a background that I had money, there was no money, whether I actually had house or no, it doesn't, whether I have been to jail or have not been to jail, I see my salvation. That it is pure, it's sure. He don't check that. Because he loves you just the way you are. So when I see the cross, I see Jesus. I see my sin forgiven. When I see it, I see the purpose of God being fulfilled. Jesus came so that the purpose will be fulfilled. The Apostle Paul said that, no, we declare God's wisdom a mystery that has been hidden and that God's dest- uh, God destined for our glory before time began. None of the rulers of this age understood it. For if they had, they would not have crucified him, the Lord of glory. However, it is written, what no eyes has seen, what no ears heard, and what no human mind has conceived, the things God has prepared for those who love him. When I see Jesus, I see the purpose of God fulfilled, a human redemption to be fulfilled. That is why he died for us. That is what is on the cross. That's what the cross stands for. That's what the body stands for. This evening, 
when I see Jesus, I see the author. I see the love of God. I see the Savior of the world. I see mercy. When I see the cross, I see justice. I see the one who loved me no matter what. He is Jesus. And on that night, this was the reason why he went out there. It's so loving that even that moment, somebody's life was saved. Tonight I pray that you will look onto the cross of Jesus. And when you look at the cross, you will look and see beyond and above what people tell you. How they tell you that you are not perfect, you are not right. How they tell you that you are an outcast. How they tell you of your background because they know you when you were born. Sometimes they can tell you how you were actually, you started to walk. And they will use it against you. But this evening, Jesus, when you look at the cross, know that he don't care about that. He loves you just as you are. Because he died for you and he died for me. Can I please have a prayer with you? Father, we thank you. Because at the cross, we lay down our heart. We lay down our soul. We lay down everything. At the cross, Lord, we come with our knees. And we want to say that thank you for the gift of life. Thank you for our salvation. Thank you for the love. Father, we thank you that you don't check our background and use it against us. But rather you check our background and you promote us with that. Be exalted in Jesus' name. Amen.